0: Okay, flew away breakdown, Bob Flounders, Dave Jones, Penn State's on fire, Dave, two in a row, Twenty. I give players. up, I
1: give up, dude. Seven Man. over
0: Rutgers, had I it all the way.
1: I don't understand anything about this season. I give up trying to, you know, we don't really want to predict anyway, but about that. this has been the most unpredictable season I can think of. You, you just, have we seen that team all year? And I, I know it it 's Rutgers, but i 've watched Rutgers this season, right. and i haven't seen that Rutgers team all year either it, it's almost like the uh Maryland game a year ago where it 's like oh oh we're playing we 're playing our little brothers again yeah this'll 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 be easy and both teams believe it i don 't know they just dominated scrimmage you know yeah. there, there were there were little points in the game, little turnovers, little things that happened. The, the the prayer that was thrown up there by Vedral that was caught where you would say normally should have been this, a shutout Dave. This, this could, this could, this could swing the momentum, but in this game, that constant of Penn state dominating scrimmage on both sides of the ball uh, yeah. kept it, kept it completely under control the whole, the
0: whole way. Really seven Dave, seven big 10 meetings between these two. Rutgers has 39 points in seven meetings. <laughs> this
1: 39. is 39. If if you weren't paying attention to Rutgers this season, they this looked like Chris Chris Ash Rutgers, and we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that uh, all year under Greg Schiano. Uh, this looked like the old Rutgers, and they have not played like that even against Ohio State, which they they lost 49 to 27. They right. kept fighting at the end. This team looked like a shot fighter at this point. And, you know, maybe maybe uh, two weeks before the end of the season they were. I don't know. But Penn State played fundamental football really for the first time this year, I thought, even, even including Michigan. They played wonderful blocking, tackling, uh, I, dare I say, paterno-esque kind of football where you just asphyxiate the other team.
0: Yeah. Dave, my take is – these these Penn State Nittany Lions, they know how to beat up some Rutgers Scarlet Knights. They do it time and time again. We we took the cheese. I know what you said. They uh they had looked like a different team. Speaking of looking like a different team, Penn State on the road versus Penn State at home. Tell you me why. You had that right. You that right. You've got that right. Um Tell me why it is. I don't I don't understand it.
1: I don't know, man. I got no idea. Every every venue is the same to me.
0: No. Come on
1: what this frankly this looked like Rutgers at any point you know that at where, where the uh, the sound effects were louder yeah. than the fans uh, is this different than any other Rutgers game but the, the point is that the, the everything's kind of been evened out other than Ohio State who's just better than everyone else yeah the, the rest of the league has, is, is kind of like this amorphous mass where everyone has the, the, the bottom of the barrel has, has risen up. Uh, the top has sunk down, and yeah. you don't know what to expect from one week to the next. And now, uh, you know, by the way, Purdue is losing a whole bunch of guys. You saw what they did against Nebraska. They got beat. Yeah, could you have seen that coming based on what they've done this year? But Purdue lost a bunch of guys who just opted out. They right. just said, why are we doing this? We right. want to be home for Christmas, apparently, and opted out. So, this is like no other season we've ever experienced before. And as, as we
0: do it. this, Dave, Illinois is shutting out Iowa 14-0. So yeah, to and your point.
1: Yeah. Well, we kind of picked that. We picked that one. But I, I feel like we're picking stuff by luck. Um, <laughs> it's just pure pure serendipity when we get something right. Um,
0: can we talk think- about – can I just say – two? I want to say – a couple of things: what I really liked and what I didn't like. I like the fact that Penn State's defense. Yes, it's Rutgers and Michigan, but they they're coming to play in short yardage. That fourth and one stop early in the game kind of set a little tone. And they, I think, I think Rutgers was one for four on fourth down, three for four, 14 on third down. Kudos to the defense. They look a little bit quicker. I know they're not playing. Uh, offenses like Maryland's and uh, and Ohio State's now, but I think there's been some improvement. Dave, I just want to say I just I am not I am not wild about this Penn State red zone offense again. And that day we were both talking about it. We were texting back and forth. Twenty to seven. It's fourth and three at like and, and it's I think it's early in the fourth quarter, and they go for it from like the Rutgers 35 instead of punting. Don't get it kind of well, leave, leave the door open I just well, yeah, like
1: yeah when we were talking the defense had control of the game and they did and they did you were for just pound the ball pound the ball yeah. the defense if you if you run a low risk offense the defense is not going to give this game away right because they were they were just too dominant they were running to the ball they were tackling well uh the dbs played terrific but so did uh the guys up front the big boys um, and the, the, the linebackers didn't suffer too much from their prior liabilities. Uh, I wanted to say this, and I don't want to forget to say it. Okay. I think it's pretty clear at this point that the lack of contact practice uh, hurt this team. It hurt everyone, but I think Penn State was probably more conservative than a lot of schools and how much contact they allowed. This team did not block or tackle well early. They're doing it better now. Conversely, and I asked Franklin about this, I think Penn State's handling of COVID, while conservative, has been very effective. I mean, you can't deny that. They're, they're, they've had no major outbreaks at all. Um, and I think under that atmosphere, it makes it easier for kids to buy in when it's not chaotic. Um, we're seeing. Not as scary. Yeah, well, it's not scary and not chaotic. Think about this. Kids are thinking, and I've got a twenty-one year old in college right now. We didn't he he's on his own now, he's making his own decisions. He's he's in his apartment in Pittsburgh, back with his friends. He came home for Thanksgiving. I didn't really want him to go back there, neither did his mother, but he's got two different jobs. He's doing great. And he wanted to go back there and do two more weeks. Well, <clears throat> that's his prerogative, but under these players situation, they're being told what to do in both situations. You're sending kids out into the world where they can, the, the, the outbreak is crazy right now. I mean, it's out of control. If somebody gets COVID at this point, they can't come home for Christmas. Right. I mean, think about that. We're on the edge now of three weeks where if, if you go any right. farther and you get it, there's a, there's a question whether you've got a quarantine, quarantine during Christmas. So teams that haven't really bought in with their program, with their coach, they're opting out, man. Purdue is, is obvious uh, <laughs> evidence in that, in that respect. Penn State seems to have bought in. So I guess Penn State deserves credit for both their, their COVID administration and the way they're handling it, the conservative way they're doing it, because the evidence is that yep. Penn State's on board while some other schools really aren't.
0: I think another thing, Dave, that Penn State deserves credit for and James Franklin and his staff is getting uh, Kevon Lee in their recruiting class because he looks like he is a pretty legit player as a true freshman. I don't think he can feed that guy the ball enough right now. I just think, I think he's their best. The way that they have to play to win, Dave, and they got to grind on people because they're just not explosive, he's got to be the guy the rest of the way. Devin Ford did some very nice things. He had a touchdown run. Um, but a different kind of player than Kevon Lee when they were backed up at the two-yard line and it was still a little bit in doubt. They turned to him over and over and over again, and the guy does nothing but get positive yardage. Uh, he had a big run there. Uh, I just think he he does not play like a true freshman anymore, and I think I've seen enough to call the election. I want to see more of Kevon Lee and a little less of Devin Ford. Well, either any of
1: them, even Holmes, can be useful if you get a push like the offensive line did today we haven't seen that before we haven't seen a push where guys are three yards in the backfield where there's really no pressure on Clifford it makes it so much Mm -hmm. easier for Clifford to be what he really should be which is a game manager he can make some possession passes even missed a couple of those but but he played pretty well uh, in this game because he's he's not under pressure that he can't evade he can't evade serious pressure he's been under it before so the offensive line makes so many things so much easier including Kevon Lee but man if you get a push like that yeah. have, this is what we expected all year we might see it again against Michigan State yeah. it is reasonable to uh, think that they're going to have their uh, post Ohio State hangover too don't forget <laughs> and you know we're looking at We're looking at three and four. And um, depending on who they play out of the West, if they don't, uh, it it looks like they're not going to get Iowa or Indiana or Wisconsin. So what do you have to be afraid of over there when you get down to Purdue and Nebraska or whoever? They're they're not going to get Northwestern either, I don't think. So if if they get the number four team, uh, what would that be? I don't know. Depends I mean, on
0: yeah. I mean, it's things are like you say. Things are things are kind of topsy turvy, especially in the Big Ten uh, West right now. Dave, um, without throwing, without throwing cold water on this offensive line, because I was one of the guys at the start that thought they they have some NFL players for sure on this offensive line. The fact that they did it against Michigan and Rutgers, I mean, does that? Do you want to? How how do you gauge true development? And how do you gauge the level of competition? Penn State kind of got it in their minds that they're always going to kick the crap out of Rutgers because that's all they've ever done. They weren't. Obviously, they just went out and took care of business. I just don't know how much of it is pure development, physical development, mental development, and how much of it is maybe they face two teams that, you know, at the first sign of trouble. I know they didn't do it. Rutgers didn't do it all year, but I don't know. They didn't seem that spunky to me today. Rutgers, maybe it's Penn State knocked it out of him like Matt Millen kept saying on the broadcast, and he was delighted in that. But uh, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> he, he was having himself a grand old time in the broadcast booth with But uh, I just, I just don't know how to assess this offensive line after these last two performances.
1: Well, nobody does. But, but look at it this way. This is the way I look at it. In a year where, like I said, a lot of teams are looking around and saying, "What are we? Doing? What yeah. are we doing this for?" They're not. And True. You, would have, you would have thought two weeks ago, we could Correct. see a disaster. Correct. Well, that's what we were thinking. So yep. I don't care that it's Rutgers or Michigan. Uh, Michigan has packed it in. They did pack it in. <laughs> yeah. Now they're in quarantine. They're in total lockdown uh, with Ohio state on deck. That's going to be a, that, that looks like it can't be anything but a disaster. Um. I, 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 to me, it doesn't matter that much. All, it only matters that Penn State has gotten its mojo back. It doesn't matter against two. And I'm telling you, I've watched Rutgers all year. They've okay. been a very fun team to watch. And today, they weren't fun in the slightest. They, that, they that, Purdue, no, I mean, they, they won that Purdue game 37 to 30. And that was, they played lights out, wild, hair on fire football the whole time that was just last week man uh Penn State did a pretty good job on him. they did a number on them. correct
0: they did I agree with you I agree with you I, th- I was really uh one of the you know one of the things I'm going to be writing about is if you're going to look at the stat sheet for Penn State's defense you're not going to see a lot from their defensive tackles a cu- one guy had a couple tackles another guy had no tackles they didn't have their top reserve Hakeem Beeman he didn't play today they only used three of them really Fred Hanser was the other one But, man, they were impossible to move in the middle, and they were also – they played a lot of the game in the Rutgers backfield, and they freed up those linebackers and those defensive ends to cause a lot of problems. And, you know, the defensive tackles, obviously that Maryland game, they got pushed around. They didn't play well against Ohio State. We talked about that. But they certainly more than than held their own uh, in this game. I thought they were a big reason why that Penn State's defense – that was this was obviously their best game of the year. I think the Penn State. Yeah, and 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 that's had, all, had a shutout.
1: That's where it all began because they really should have because that yeah. one the, the the touchdown pass was a total. It was, it was, yeah, it was a it was a freak. Yeah, um, he just threw that out there and it happened happened to go his way. Um You don't throw balls like that going against your body throwing them up <laughs> in the end zone. I mean, it just it was it was it was a gift. Yeah, um, but the defensive line is where it began, and. The thing is, these guys have not played very well all year. Um, all of a sudden, they're being gap attentive. And you know who we didn't hear from at all? Who needs a little bit of a head of steam because he's not very big from Rutgers side? Who do we not hear a bit of? Well, I, we, uh, Isaiah Pacheco.
0: Pacheco, yeah, he had 100 yards against Penn State, I think, last year. He's
1: he is a spark plug for them. He's nitroglycerin, yeah. man. We didn't My hear from. Yards. We didn't hear from him. We didn't hear from Aaron Krukschek. Um They've they, they had guys having momentum uh, ahead of steam getting to scrimmage before, and that just didn't happen. No one could get ahead of steam. and Pacheco really needs it because yeah. he's not the biggest guy in the world. Um, he needs he needs to, to get a little momentum going in the line to be effective. And the defensive line didn't – the defensive line not only kept the linebackers in the back seven clean – but they completely eliminated any momentum for Vedral, for Johnny Langan when they were trying yeah. that nonsense. Um, all the stuff that they had been able to do this year, they yeah. couldn't do. And, and if you haven't watched Rutgers all year, then I'm telling you, yeah. this, this has been a completely different team. And if you just turned it, turned it on for this game, well, you're, you're saying, well, what's the big deal? They beat Rutgers. no. It's, that's not true. This is a much better Rutgers team, has been. It just looked like the old Rutgers team.
0: Dave, do you, did you ever think, because you were, you were sitting next to me in 2014 in the press box in Piscataway, when Rutgers went up 10-0 uh, on James Franklin and Bob Shoup uh, in the first half of James Franklin's first season, it was like the third game of the Franklin era, I think. They go up 10-0. They lose the game 13-10. Did you ever think, that that ten points would be a would be a game high in this series for Rutgers.
1: Well, I didn't. In, in come into this game at all, uh, this team has scored twenty points or more every single game, all against Big Ten competition. You know, I mean, they used to they used to be able to do that against Texas State. you know in the first game but not against the Big Ten team they haven't done that they last year they averaged six points a game in Big Ten competition this year they're averaging 30 they're averaging 30 in the first six games Uh, the problem their problem has been their defense a lot more than their offense and and Penn State completely shut them down I've I've I've, got to say their wideouts are pretty good Rutgers is wideouts and Penn State's corners without Castro Fields. Yeah. Just playing lights out. All of a sudden, yeah. We've we've already talked about Joey Porter. Right. But they've got to Keaton Ellis
0: played good for sure today. I'm sorry. Keaton Ellis. He he was back. He was the fourth corner today. He started. Daquan Hardy could have made a play on that touchdown. He didn't, but he's Yeah, he kind of he kind of got stuck
1: behind uh, stuck behind that guy, and he didn't.
0: He's not, I think he's gonna be a pretty decent player. Marquise Wilson has his moments. You're right they've
1: got risker was around you know he's a
0: yeah he's an athletic safety but uh yeah. I think that you know I don't think I don't think I'm saying anything outside the box Tariq Castro Fields was their best corner at the start of the year he hasn't played in the last four games I would I would I'm beginning to think that maybe we are probably not going to see Tariq Castro Fields again he all he always warms up because we our boy Joe Hermit Always shoots him. He he's always looks good in warm-ups, but that he doesn't play. So I just wonder if maybe he's kind of made a decision maybe about his future and maybe he's just going to help Penn State in another way.
1: I don't have any problem with anybody right. doing that. I right. don't have any problem with, for instance, the Purdue guys that I was talking right. about. This is such a weird situation. Right. And you've got to consider your family. If you don't have confidence in the university's protocol, if you don't think you're, you're protected, you got to get out of there, man. I mean, they're they're unpaid yeah. laborers being asked to do this. You got to think about your own family. Right. So I and got. It's not,
0: it's not just and it's not just practicing against your teammates. You're practicing against another team, and you're just not sure what they're doing, like no. on a weekly basis. You so. can't know.
1: So all credit to Penn State, like I said, for keeping everyone on board. And we don't know exactly who they've lost to COVID, but they haven't. We know their numbers mm-hmm. overall in the athletic department, and it's been almost spotless um it's <laughs> i just got a very funny text that i can't tell you on the air but i bet uh, you i know who it's from yes i think you probably do
0: <laughs> i know what it's about as well but I, yeah we, we're gonna keep that, the guy
1: that was, said, uh, yeah he was he was running like a uh you yeah okay all right so caught
0: himself that's all it matters david <laughs> I, I,
1: I told him it was a great save he just responded yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, uh any other we got a couple minutes here yet dave any other any other takeaways on your end from either this game or maybe the fact that penn state's still got to play michigan state plus allegedly a championship champions week game we won't even talk about the possibilities of a 10th game but they still could play two more games they could still get to four and five uh if they even if they don't play a bowl game if they win four games in a row um Anything, anything change on your end or what do you, what would you like? I would like to just like to see them. I would just like to see them be a little bit more efficient uh, in the coaching, on the coaching sideline when it comes to game management. And I just want to see something different in the red zone. Maybe they just can't do it, but they're just settling too many times for field goals. It just seems like once they get inside the ten. There's just – it's very hard for them to get in the end zone. They did it once with the Devin Ford walk-in touchdown, but they also had to settle, uh, you know, for a couple of field goals again.
1: Well, we had – well, for all those years, we had Trace McSorley. Yeah. Um, for three years being a threat that you had to monitor. And we don't have it anymore. Um, Levis is strong, but he's not a threat that you have to worry about squirting yeah. up the middle into the end zone from the 20. You just right. don't. Um, and and they have been such a station to station offense correct people if if you haven't been back there and seen the field from like the six yard line it's like everything's compressed when you're trying to throw in there Uh, they don't have any chris godwin they don't have any guy who's going to go up who's big i mean parker washington has been great at going to get balls but he's not big um it's hard for them also to take a top off a defense and score from the 30 or 40 because they don't have any, anybody who really gets no vibration. Dotson is a very good receiver, but he's not going to blow by anybody. Yeah. limitations. Yeah. Limitations in all these different respects. They are what they are. And I don't know that they can improve until they get different personnel. All
0: right. So two and five, two wins in a row. Uh, they are seven and zero in Big Ten play against the Scarlet Knights. Whether it's Greg Schiano, Chris Ash, or who was the guy before Chris Ash? Oh, they ran him out of there.
1: All I can think of is Doug Graber, but that was way before Chris Ash.
0: <laughs> the guy that almost fought Joe Paterno, I think, but I can't remember the guy before him. Oh, was was it Flood? Kyle Flood.
1: Kyle Flood. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yeah.
0: Tim what? Um I guess we'll just see what happens against Michigan State. I mean, the inclination now, but they're, they're, they're going to play a home game, Dave. The inclination is to pick them to win handily against Michigan State. But I don't think I'm going to do that. I think, I think it's just one of those things where if they can win the game, fine. But I, it just seems like they play their best football away from Beaver Stadium. We, Maybe we, really wrong. We, we've been
1: wrong almost every week. Nine times. Yeah. I mean, I was right about Indiana. I think I was right about Nebraska, and I don't think I've really been had a a read on these guys correctly. You did
0: Chianos today. You did.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, based on what we saw from them, you had to. So uh, I think we're talking about they can't possibly play anyone uh, after the Michigan State game other than Illinois, Purdue, Nebraska, Minnesota.
0: Yeah, and I I don't think he can play a regular season team in the the Champions League. Yeah. So Nebraska would be
1: out. Nebraska would be out. So we're talking about Illinois, Purdue, yes. Minnesota. Yes. Uh, all three of those, uh, Illinois would be tougher than people think. Yes. Illinois is a very good running team, um, and they seem like they've bought in. And Brandon Peters is playing very well, well for them, a quarterback, since he came back from COVID protocol. So, But the other two, they look like probably wins. And okay. Michigan State looks like probably a win. Uh, so yeah, they, with with the lack of bowl restrictions this year, it's possible. Do you want Do you want to go to a bowl this year? I don't know. How about the How about the Boca Raton Bowl? How about that, Bob? You
0: want to go? I think there? We're all, I think we're all day to day, Dave. Right now at this time. And speaking of that, I hope you have a great Sunday with Kaiser. Any plans with Kaiser?
1: Sun, you know what I do on Sunday. I know, nothing, but I mean,
0: there's not, I mean, a power couple power. hours in the day where you
1: nothing can. but power. All he wants it's is all
0: power rankings. All
1: he wants is his run, and then he turns into this Kaiser, Kaiser, Kaiser. Kaiser. Who's a good boy? <laughs> <laughs> Who's a good boy? He's finally being a good boy. All right, all right you, well, have, listen, a good, you have a good. good you tomorrow. guys
0: have a good rest of the weekend. This that's it for the Blue White breakdown, the Rutgers edition. Penn State two and five, looking for three and five.